everybody doing tonight um so glad to be here with you guys again um we of course missed last week because we were playing last week um and we defeated the charger so let's give ourselves a round of applause um so glad to have that bounce back win um, obviously, you know, after we suffered defeat versus the 49ers, that was pretty devastating to the fan base. I won't lie and say that I didn't have a meltdown. <laughs> have a meltdown because I definitely did, but that's okay. We're all entitled to the meltdown or two in the year. Um, right? Um, we thought we were going to be able to dominate and pull through, you know, in that game. And, you know, unfortunately, we weren't, but... We turned the page. Everybody kept saying all throughout the week that we were moving on. We were turning the page for the Chargers. Um, and that's exactly what we did. Um, I think in the Chargers game, we saw um, our defense more disciplined, our defense showing resilience. Um, but there was, you know, obviously versus the 49ers, it, things got out of control. Uh, but we didn't see anybody or anyone get out of control um, versus the Chargers. Uh, there were two plays that Keenan Allen, you know, should have had if uh, Herbie, you know, Q, y'all's QB Jesus had to make those throws, but he didn't. So um, other than that, we controlled things on the ground and controlled things uh, in the air. Uh, but I'm going to talk about, you know, my observations and things like that from that game. And then just kind of give thoughts on, you know, how I think, you know, what's best for us to proceed forward? You know, is there any personnel that we need? Is there any acquisitions that we need um, to, to be able to contend? Um, but before I get started, um, I want to encourage everybody to please like the video. Please share the video, please. Um, every time you like and share my content, it, it helps you, it helps the YouTube al- algorithm. Uh, put it out um, uh, in front of more uh, fans of the Dallas Cowboys and sports and stuff like that so that, you know, my voice can be heard to more people. Uh, we finally cracked over 100 subscribers uh, on my Stargate Sports YouTube channel. So thank you to everybody who has subscribed to me. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe now. It's totally free. Shout out to everybody who donate, who have donated. Y'all help me get my... Y'all helping me upgrade my uh, Cowboys equipment. What up, Brian? Thank you so much. You guys are helping me upgrade my Cowboys uh, 
I said equip, but my equipment to do my streaming, but also um, everything, everything y'all donated has helped me buy everything that I use, my microphones and and my software and everything like that. So I really appreciate that. Y'all also helped me buy my apparel, obviously my hat. I got another hat. Uh, I'm at another location, but when I'm at my home, yeah, I also yeah, I got in the background. I'm gonna get something for this background too. Uh, but when I'm at my other uh, location, I got my, my flag, uh, what our five times champions and everything. So thank you to everybody, you know, the Wayne Brown who donates to me consistently. Um, but uh, I don't know if you're in the chat, but thank you for donating consistently. You know, the lunatic, thank you for donating uh, to me. I really appreciate everybody donating to Stargazer Sports. Uh, I really appreciate it 110%. Okay. Um, but now we are going to um, go ahead and uh, get into today's, I said today's lesson. <laughs> uh, but essentially that's what it is. Um, shout out to the Lunatic because he kind of gave me this idea of um, astronomy, astrology, basically like kind of wording what I, how it goes like when I'm talking, you know what I'm saying? And, because I, you know, I try my best, guys, to give y'all um, a lot of information, um, a lot of data, a lot of facts, um, not just here to stir up emotions or feelings, but to give you the facts about our team um, that will then give you encouragement and confidence in our team um, and not, you know, in the front office, excuse me, in the front office, the coaches, as well as the players. So today I'm going to give us a little astronomy lesson. Um, and astronomy, astronomy, if y'all don't know, it's just the study of the stars. And so the study of the stars, who are the stars? The Dallas Cowboys, right? So uh, what's up, the lunatic? Glad to see you in the chat tonight, brother. Um, we're just talking about you, kind of giving me this idea about uh, astronomy and astrology. So um, without further ado, we're going to go ahead um, and get into the next slide. So these are my observations of the stars, right, versus the chargers. So, and let me just, uh, why did my, all right. So, I went through and I watched, what's up, Chris? Glad to see you in the chat tonight. Glad to see you. Um, let me try to pull up uh, the chat here on YouTube. Just so I can see what y'all are seeing. All right, got it. I have to go Okay. Thank you, Lunatic. Yes, please share and subscribe. Please like. Okay, anyway. So these are my observations of the stars versus the Chargers. If you just came in, I said the stars are like the Dallas Cowboys, right? So this is stars astronomy lesson. Okay, so anyway, so first thing I concluded. Now, this is, I know this is uh, contrary to what y'all been hearing from 105.3 The Fan, the national media, um, a lot of content creators, a lot of content creators, <laughs> um, because, you know, you know, we call ourselves the new media. So this is Star, you know, standing on her own. Um, I think there may be a few people that agree with me, um, but I know most don't, but that's okay. Um Mike is the man for the job. I firmly, and when I said the man for the job, 
he is the man to call I want to remind Cowboys Nation. When we had Kellen Moore, we didn't say we wanted Schottenheimer to call the plays. We didn't say we needed, well, there were some people that were saying, you know, ideas of other coordinators we could bring in. But everybody with a resounding sound was saying, let Mike call the right? Mike McCarthy used to beat our butts back in the day when he was coaching for Green Bay. He knows how to win. He's a proven winner. He's a Super Bowl coach. He has the skins on the wall. He's coached Hall of Famers. Y'all know I did my four-part series on this channel about why Mike McCarthy is going to lead us to a Super Bowl this year. Um, so y'all know all that. Y'all know how big we were on Mike is the answer. We weren't calling for other people. We were calling for Mike um, and now, like I said, I'm not speaking for everybody because there were some people that were calling for coordinators from uh, Shanahan's tree and stuff like that. But a lot of people were saying, let Mike call the plays, let Mike be in full control of this shit, right? Because we knew the things that he was doing last year, i.e. having us run the ball, who uh, <laughs> was able to help us uh, obviously secure another 12 and five season. Um, I really think it probably would have been a 13 and 4 season if Dak hadn't went down. Because I think we beat the Eagles with Dak um, instead of losing to them. But anyway, so when I observed the Chargers game, um, Mike came out immediately using motion and attacking the middle of the field. Y'all see here, I said attacking the middle of the field was highly. Even if Dak didn't always throw in the middle of the field, Mike had routes in the middle of the field. He had in routes, he had post routes, he had crossing routes. Um, he was attacking the middle of the field. And that was the one criticism that most people were saying. We're just dinking and dunking. Uh, you know, we're hitting things outside the number, but why aren't we attacking in the middle of the field? Everybody, what's up, James? Glad to see you in the chat tonight. Everybody knows that when you we, you know, first of all, for the reading the middle of the field and attacking the middle of the field is the easiest for a quarterback. Um, y'all know who, you know, y'all's favorite now, Brock Purdy, Mr. Relevant now. He's not irrelevant. You know, where do most of his routes come from? Middle of the field. <laughs> um, Jalen Hurts, his RPOs, middle of the field. So it's a it's a very easy read for quarterbacks. And one of the things that Dak is great at is he middle of the field passing. Um, and that's something that, you know, even though we have, we have won some games that dominated, we really haven't had to see much um, attacking the middle of the field. You know what I'm saying? So we definitely saw that in this Chargers game come out guns a blazing. Um, I saw double post routes. Like I said, I saw crossing routes. I saw medium post routes. And when I say all this, obviously, y'all know crossing routes, medium post routes, all of those things over that attack the middle of the field. Um, and so there was a really cool play where we, I think, had either CD, I think CD was on a uh, curl, maybe Brandon Cook was putting on a drag, and then we had, uh, no, sorry, Gallup or somebody was putting on a drag, and then we had Fergie and, uh, what's his name, Brandon Cook's on like a double post look, but the Chargers just covered it. So, that issue has been fixed, and that shows you that Mike is a man that listens. See, 
every time I even accuse, right? Every time we try to say Mike is a liar, he doesn't listen, he just want, does what he wants. Uh, he always changes up. He always adjusts. So for him to quickly make that adjustment after us getting abused, used and abused by the 49ers tells me this is the man for the job because he knows how to observe himself. He knows how to self-scout and he knows how to improve, right? Along with, and he's got the right staff in place that helps him. Uh, we saw a lot of play action concepts in this game. I saw setting up. When I say setting up, that means we keep running the same play and then we do a counter off of that play. Go back and look, watch the game. When we were in 13 personnel, we ran out of it three times, and then we were able to get a play action off of it. We got a, good, a huge game to bring the clips. So Mike is definitely doing all the things that a good offensive coordinator does. As we know, we play football. Someone has to win. Someone has to lose. Mike McDaniel, everybody's genius, right? He lost. <laughs> he just lost to the Eagles. Shanahan kicked our butts, lost to the Browns. Every genius or every great offensive coordinator can always be shut down by a good defensive coordinator. Doesn't mean that they're better necessarily. It just means that it's going to always be a battle be between good OCs and good DCs, right? <laughs> you know, one day they're going to get you, one day they're not going to get you. You know what I'm saying? So Mike McCarthy has the record. I think to also show that we are winning games, right? His offense is better than Kellen's in so many ways. Third downs, uh, moving the ball between the 20s, time of possession, which is resting the defense, which is what he said he wanted to do. Um, our passing scheme has gotten a lot better. Now I know our offensive line struggled this game. They did struggle. I'm not going to sit here and lie. But when it comes to the passing concepts and the, and the, the blocking concepts that they said they were working on in the offseason, you can see that because uh, we weren't really having too much problem. Now, let's talk about it. So <laughs> I don't even have this on my list, but I'm, I'm going to talk about this. When I went back and watched the film with All-22, and I wish I could show it, but I'm worried about copyright issues when I'm showing it directly from NFL Plus, which is how I watch my all Um but uh, I may try to clip it in the future shows or whatever to show us some stuff. But when we talk about offensive line play, now there is a kid that I've been saying I wanted to replace on our offensive line. Um, and if you don't know who that is, that's our center, Tyler Biotis. Not because Tyler Biotis is bad. Obviously, he ended up making the Pro Bowl as an alternate and all this type of stuff, right? I know that. But when it comes to power, um, he struggles a lot. And he is often <laughs> our weakest link on the line. Um, often. Uh, he's a very smart player. Obviously, he's saved us from losing fumbles. Um you know, you really don't really have much issues with him with high snaps or anything like that. Uh, it's just come to the point where, like I said, when it's powered on power, he struggles a lot. And a lot of pass plays, a lot of those stats and stuff like that was because Tyler Biotis was getting bull rushed. Now, and everybody knows when that center of the pocket collapsed, there's not really, that's why you saw Dak when he could escape out of the pocket. 
because the pocket was collapsing on him very fast. Now, granted, everybody got beat a little bit. You know, Terrence still got beat here and there. But then I also saw Terrence still, uh, he still got that meanness to him. People were asking, where's where's that dog? He still got him. I saw him in a, in a few plays throw Bosa to the ground. <laughs> he still got that dog in him. I think he's just trying to get, you know, get back under his legs from the injury. But, um, you know, we, we Tyron struggle a little bit. Zach Martin struggle a little Everybody's gonna Everybody's going to get beat here and there. But when you talk about who really has been struggling and continues to struggle with power, no matter how much work he puts in with Duke Mannyweather, it's Tyler Biotish. You know, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, um, we have him this year. And, you know, well, not unfortunately. Fortunately, we have him this year. He is serviceable. But I would really, I hope that we do not pay Tyler Biotish. I know this is very... Uh, shocking to hear for some people, but I am hoping when we don't pay Tyler Biotis, to be honest, um, and we go out there and get a nasty, nasty dog um, as a center. Because I really think that, you know, that's what we've been missing. Um, right. I agree with you, the lunatic. This needs to be done quicker. They do need to jail quick. Um, and I do think that they will jail. I also think that um, I'm hoping that over this bye week, uh, we were able to do something because I said, look here, I said the truth about the run game. When we are doing inside zone, what's up, Brian? When we are doing inside zone, when we are doing outside zone, when we're doing like toss plays, power toss, we're very, very good at that. Very, very, very good at that. Uh, when I say inside zone, it's like when you're doing your double team blocks, right? Pushing straight off the ball. You get this, you two get this man, you get this man, right. Zone, that's inside zone. Yeah, you know, uh, what's called outside zone is when you see the whole line, they're kind of, they all move for one way, right? Blocking off a certain area so that the running back can then go around, right? He can go on the outside of the tackle or he can cut it back in. Um, and so when I looked at the run game, now there were times that Tony, he, he should have either cut it in or he should have just kept running outside, but he did it, and then he messed up his own blocks. So uh, we are struggling with Tony in his ball carrier vision. Um, that's an issue. Tony's ball carrier vision is an issue. Um, like, he's in a role that he's never had to be in before, right? He's used to backing up, so he can soften up that defense, and then Tony Pollard can, you know, wiggle his way in and weave in and out of tackles and stuff like that and you know get those home runs in place. We haven't really seen that this year because I don't I think we're using Tony incorrectly. I think we need to continue to just use him on outside zone toss plays, use him in screens. We use him a lot in the pass game, quick outs, um, slash tracks. Keep using Tony that way because that's what Tony is built for. But how we just want to be able to enforce our will with a running back straight up the middle, Tony is not our guy for that. It doesn't mean that Tony can't do it. He can do it, but just because a player can do it doesn't mean they should be. Um, so my observations, like I said, we're good at zone plays. We're good at toss plays. Um, but what we're not good at is pulling guards and, and tight ends because the linebackers on the, sev- on the second level is missed. That's what's happening when you're like, well, what's going on? It's like this linebacker just flew straight to the backfield, got a tackle for loss, or we get one yard. 
is because when we're pulling our guards, like we'll pull Zach Martin, we'll pull uh, Tyler Smith, we'll pull our tight ends. I'm thinking that the players, and I think this is just a new run block scheme, so I think they're really struggling on, which these are more of power concepts. Uh, I think we're struggling to know the assignment because so many times on the film, I see Tyler Smith, uh, Sean McEwen go around, right? But then they're blocking someone while somebody's coming right at the running back. So I'm like, who's supposed to be blocking this guy? So I think they're really missing assignments on, you know, how long am I supposed to stay on this block? Am I supposed to be blocking this guy or that guy? I think it's kind of confusing them. So if we're going to continue to run these power run concepts, I really think that we need to clean that up for sure. Uh, Mike Solari, I expect him to. With his tenure, his skin's on the wall. He's never had a bad offensive line. Obviously, he's he's uh, fixed, helped fix the passing game issue, right? Because I don't know where we are in pass rush win rate, but I don't think we're 32nd like we were last year. Um, this was probably the worst blocked. The most deck has been sacked, I think, all season. So when I say this game, I mean like versus the Chargers, obviously. So I think that they're just we're they're struggling on the power run concepts. Um, so I, it's not that we can't do it. I just think that it needs more refining. And if they're seeing that the players aren't really getting up to speed and the tight ends aren't really getting up to speed with who they should be blocking, how long they should, they should be on the combo block and then peel off to the second level, then I think we just need to do strictly zone and then toss or power toss and stuff like that. Um, because our players, y'all see it, uh, Tyler Smith, Tyron, very good getting out of space. They're very good when they flow out in space and they can just be running and Pushing people out the way. We saw it versus the 49ers. We saw it versus the Chargers. They're very, very good at that. Um, and so I think it's all about the coaches just figuring out, okay, we want to continue to push this this uh, run scheme. Even though it seems like our, our, our line and our tight ends aren't really getting it, um, you know, that's going to be the decision to the coaches. Um, but I do think, any, like I said, it either needs to be cleaned up or it needs to be executed. That's my opinion. Now, looking at our pastor, we had Justin Herbert under assault. <laughs> and the Chargers have a pretty good offensive line. Um, they got Rashawn Slater. Uh, what's that kid's name from Boston College? I forgot his name. Um, now, it's not an all-world offensive line, but it's, it's like I said, it's pretty decent, right? Um, and we were able to get tremendous pressure on them, like extreme pressure on them. Um, and we really see that that's when this defense is at its best, right? When we can just really get after them with the pass rush. Um, and we were really able to keep them in check on the ground, obviously. Um, shout out to those in the trenches, because I really watched. I watched uh, Chauncey Golston. I watched Mozzie. I watched Osa. I watched Jonathan Hankins. I watched Billy And... Two guys who, three guys who really stood out to me on the film. Osa did he do, of course. I've been on Osa and been saying he's headed to, he's headed to a Pro Bowl All-Pro for a year. But then, Jonathan Hagen, Mazi. Those three fellas are in 
incredibly strong. See, don't let stats and all that nonsense confuse y'all about Mazda, right? Uh, I personally saw three guys that I don't ever really see on the ground, and when they are on the ground, they're pretty much ending the play, right? They're ending, the, they're getting to the ball carrier. Uh, is Osa, Mazi, Jonathan Evans. Those guys are so strong, and it's, they're a huge part of why we are we cut off runs. We're cutting off the back, the what's it called, the cutback lanes. We're cutting off the inside zone runs and all that stuff. It's because of those three gentlemen. It's because of those three gentlemen, the, the blocks that they take up. And it's just incredible to see how Osa, Mozzie, Jonathan Hankins, they're getting double teamed pretty much every play. But they're still able to stand their ground, cut through blocks, get to the ball cube, right? And like I said, even though they may not be credited for the tackle for loss, it's because of them, right? Now, a linebacker may come and clean it up, but it's because of them that we were able to stop the play in the first place. But obviously, this should be no shock that, you know, most of our runs are are outside leverage, right? And that just comes from discipline from our linebackers. Um, But I did say there is a noticeable difference with Neville. Um, Neville is just the odd man. Uh, Anytime I see him, appreciate the cash at the Lunatic. Thank you so much. Neville is, and I said that he's just so freaking inconsistent. I'm like, I know he can do it, but he's so inconsistent with his play. And I'm like, I trust, and I didn't even bring up Chauncey, but I trust trust Chauncey, and clearly Dan Quinn does too, because on his pass rush downs, he'll put Chauncey in there also, right? Um, I mean, and I think Chauncey is like top 15 in pass rush, Osa. Like, we have so many guys that are like top top of the league guys in pass rush win rate. Um, it comes to a point in coaching that – well, I, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. Okay. Because <laughs> I want to get through this before we have to pause for halftime. So, another observation. We need disciplined eyes in the secondary. Okay, um, and so that now I'm not pointing this to the players. I'm putting this on Al Harris, right? Because y'all remember last year in the Jazz game, who got cooked by those double those double uh, move rounds? <laughs> KJ, right? We shipped his butt out of here to to, uh, to Miami, um, and then we see Deron get cooked on the double move, um, and at that point. We know how great of a corner Deron Bland is. Deron Bland is like number two in the league. He has the lowest passer, number two, the lowest passer rating against him. Or number two or three, but he's top of the league. He's a top of top, he's top of the league corner play, right? Um, and so for him to get routed up like that by Keenan Allen twice now, don't get me wrong, Keenan Allen is a dog. Keenan is a dog, right? We're not gonna sit up here and act like he's not. But also Deron Bland is a dog. And I think Al Harris needs to work with the corners. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm a cornerback expert because I'm not. Uh, probably would be more of a, a, a question for Boss Cowboy or uh, I think Law Nation play corner, whoever play corner. It'd probably be better to ask them. But what I do know is it's an issue within the entire, the entire cornerback room. 
which means the coach needs to fix it. I don't know what he needs to tell or how he needs to help his guys, but if Keenan Allen and uh, Justin Herbert, you know, thank God for our defensive line that just had him all out of whack. Uh, he was all his clock was sped up. I mean, it was just bad. But uh, if he had the poise right to get those deep plays, Allen, Keenan Allen was wide open. Those likely would have been two touchdowns. Now, it, it, it wasn't, right? But it could have. And so those, obviously, now Deron Bland has put it on film that he can get got by double moves. So you don't think the Rams are going to try to get him got by double moves? <laughs> uh, let's not act like the Rams don't have Cooper Cup, one of the best route runners in the NFL, and also Puka Nakua, who is just doing insane, putting up insane numbers as a rookie. Um, so if there's any time we got to be disciplined versus wide receivers, it's going to be those guys. And so we really, uh, James says Al teaches them that way, uh, to be aggressive. Yeah, but it, it's getting us, it's getting us got. <laughs> it's getting us got. And, uh, we, like I said, Sean McVay is going to try to use that against us. So we really need to fix that issue. I hope that's something that Al was doing over this uh, break, this bye week, okay? Another thing I noticed, I don't know how much snaps Wanye got, but I don't think it was much at all because I didn't really see him on the field at all. Um, We've got to get – I don't know what this kid has to do, but he needs to be on the field, right? I, I say here, Curse and Donald, they play better but they do not have the speed and the attitude of Wanye, right? Both of them are, are nasty, but Wanye has a disciplined nastiness to him, and that's what we need. We need disciplined nastiness. Person Dono has to be out here wild, right? Getting, getting penalties. Sometimes, I don't think they should get the penalty, but sometimes, yes, they should get the penalty. But Wanye, elite coverage skills, right? Great, or let me not say elite, right? He hadn't had enough game because they've great coverage skills, great speed, a dog against the run. We need that attitude and that energy again on the um, So I'm really hoping that after Stan Quinton do the evaluations that we see more of one game because I really don't like it. Quinn rotates the uh, D-line, his linebackers. It's like, damn, please rotate the safeties as well. Because he has an attitude that we need on the field. Now, I think he was sitting out. He didn't play this game because I think he was hurt. So he was, he was, uh, thank you, James. I didn't even, I just got that and then I saw a thing. Wanye was hurt. I forgot about that. So I just went on the rant. But still, we need to see his snaps increase after the bye week. Um, that's one thing that I hope we see. Uh, another thing over these two. Actually, I'm going to go over one more point or two more points, and I'm going to leave that last one. Then we can do the uh, the uh, last part of the week. Dave Ferguson. Dave Ferguson is that dude. He's open every play. <laughs> this kid was open versus Derwin James all game. I think Dak was really trying to use this game, though, to like really build rapport with the wide receivers because I think he already knows that he has rapport with Jake. Uh, but Jake Ferguson was open, like I said, all day versus German Jane. That's why I say I'm not, you see in parentheses, I say not worried about Mike. 
you know, there's people on Twitter, oh, Bayard is that boogeyman, and he got to pick off of him the last two games, and all of this stuff, and I'm like, bro, the last game he got a pick was because Kendershot dropped, dropped the ball, and then the second pick was because Dak thought that first, I mean, I first, that Dalton Schultz was about to big body uh, Kevin Byard, and Kevin Byard just jumped the route, just jumped the route. Like, Dak has a boogeyman, but it's not Kevin Byard. <laughs> That's boogeyman is called Fred Water. But Kevin Byer, and I think we beat the Tennessee Titans the last two hours. So, but again, I'm not worried about Jake Ferguson versus nobody in this league. I think he's top of the line tight end. And if we actually give him the targets, I think he'll show that. Um, and then another point, I saw that we are trying to get Hunter Lipke involved in the passing game. Um, but I think we need to actually develop packages for him, especially in short yardage downs. Kind of use him how the uh, 49ers use Kyle Juszczyk. But I want to see him, like I said, continue to put him out on routes but develop packages so that the ball can – I don't want him to be, like, forcing the progression on some place. I want him to be the, the main target because I think there's a lot that he could do for you. But I also want to see him used as our power back as well. I really want to see him used in that role. I don't want to just see him, oh, we need we're, we're second and one or third and one. I, I want to see him get some actual snaps. Like some, some real snaps, win the 20s, first and 10, let's give Hunter the ball. Let's see what he can do. Um, if y'all don't believe me, put it, I put it out on my uh, YouTube. Y'all can go to my YouTube shorts where I literally show. Um, I'm on TikTok at Stargazer.sports. I have a whole video dedicated to Hunter Lippy. I think he's the answer. Y'all saw what he did in the preseason with the Raiders. I think he's the answer to that physical running back that we beat. He's an answer that we already have on the team, okay? Um, but we'll take a break right here. Uh, Viv, you can come in and do the Artist of the Week, um, and then I'll finish off this slide. All righty. Good evening, everybody. And right now, we're going to do the Blast Artist Spotlight. And this is my man, Yamasani, and this is called War Room. Let's check it out. Know your history, no herstory, all the lies and the perjury, the despising the first degree, murdering all the journaling under the guise of furthering a country so disturbing. Its word is not worth a Burger King sandwich or merch for purchasing. Pain and hurt is resurfacing, hanging, choking and gurgling. Slave behavior of worshiping slave owners that purposely rape the saw perversely. Tear jerking is urgent. The serpent lurks in a person with no emotion or nurturing traits. Only through conversing can we help reverse all this hate. All human shades engage the universal debate. It's we all the same color, matching curtains to drapes And for certain we're great, you might be nervous to shake my hand Or give me a hug, but that's perfect, let's take This heavy project slow to properly interpret the weight I'm serious, this ain't no joke, throwing dessert in your face No matter your temple, your mosque, or your church, or your faith It's been what your elders did was a sin Publicly and on the couch while you sit with your kids And now you're about to let that N-word flip out again Then and only then can we begin to be friends 
I'm online trying to create a course like Excite Bike. And saw they overturn road verse weight overnight. Like women don't have a right to choose what they do with the lifelike. Then I heard Mary Miller say thank you for saving white life. Her people tried to cover it like it's an oversight. But it's noticeable and clear as day like it's an overbite. Mary's hate spews for fake Jewish cheers. Obi Trice, don't support me if you go into battles like Yorkie's fight. Behold the spite, me hombre writes. He's a showman, a snowman, frozen the coldest heights. My condolences for these moments when my composure seems to be as lowest and my demeanor appears to be meaner, bleak and ferocious. Cause what we did for this world to be treated like this atrocious. Yeah. Marvel characters based off black gods, hypnosis. Yeah. If you don't speak on El Kibula murder, you condone it. Yeah. No more is waiting, it's time to stand and take the atonement. It's me creating atonement to resonate with God in the God particle. Are all laws and all laws articles of clothing? I'm holding my jaw in awe, son. Mystified by different lies, stating that we are not awesome. Apart from inflation and pandemics, we race in a clandestine to erase us from man's heaven on earth on the block. This plot was clandestine since birth. My girth is of Goliath, but I'm cunning like David. When it all don't add up, I'm the sum of my favors. I come from a flavor that runs from the blood of the braver, the ones that won't waver when God comes. What you gonna say, bruh? Did you fight the dark, providing the light? Is your heart colliding with spite? Did you bark without all of the bite? Did you talk with all of your might despite all of the judgment? My plight, strong and is pungent. Your sight, wrong and repugnant. Uniting God's in abundance. My circumference is a bat of Aldebaran. Got it from Archangel Michael. I call his hell Metatron. Stepping on the neck of Antares. Don't disrespect what a star is. I promise I won't stop this till I saw this quantum colossus I'm Mars in this war, y'all are just novice We all come from the darkness We are one with the sun Yes, indeed. And that was Yamasani with War Room. And if you are an independent artist or a spoken word poet or even an up and coming comedian looking for some exposure, you can go to blastmusic247.com and register for free. But also, Blast needs the fans. So if you would like to also listen to hundreds and hundreds of independent artist music, you can go to blastmusic247.com, register as a fan, and have access to great music. Blast, changing the industry one artist at a time. All right, Star, back to you. Appreciate it. All right. Um, uh, we can pull back up my slide. All right, thank you. Okay. And so here's my last point. So, and this is not, um, obviously, I think Jalen Tober got some snaps versus the Chargers, uh, but I don't think, it was like substantial or anything like that. I'd have to look up what his, I don't think he got targeted, right? If he did get targeted, I think maybe like one time. Um, but either way, obviously Michael Gallup ended up getting like 10, 10 targets. CD got seven. I think Brandon Cooks got like four or five, uh, which y'all know at this point, I am on the train that we need to replace Michael Gallup, right? Um, not that Michael Gallup should be completely exited out of game plans because he is our number one paid wide receiver. 
right? And I don't think that the front office is going to allow him to just ride the bench. Um, I would have hoped that he could have gotten traded, but in that performance on Monday, <laughs> last Monday, I don't think that he will be getting the, just to be honest, I don't think that he'll be getting traded. I mean, if he does, we clap, but I, I don't think he's going to be getting traded. But who I do think needs to be into the, in, integrated in this game plan is Jalen Um, And I know people will talk about the, the, the viral video with Chad Ochocinco and uh, Shannon Sharp. You know, I think Ochocinco saying free Devontae and we need Devontae Adams. There's people saying we should trade for Cortland Sutton. There's people saying we should trade for... Um, who else? Jerry Judy. Um, you know, I saw today in Law Nations chat, people saying, let's go out there and get Adam Thielen, right? And so I totally understand, you know, people's sentiments on why. I understand the sentiments, right? Of Because you look at Michael Gallup and you automatically say, we need to replace this kid because obviously he's not playing up the standards. And honestly, having him on the field, Dak's going to target him because Dak is remembering this is the guy that used to get big plays from him. Y'all remember that, like Michael Gallup, Michael Gallup literally used to be the big play guy. Um, and so, but unfortunately, he has not been right after that injury, um, unfortunately. So, um, and there's some games where it looks like he got it back, like in the Cardinals games. And then there's games where, 49ers game, this game, it's too inconsistent. One thing that Mike talked about is that he wants us to be a consistent team with great continuity. We cannot be consistent with a player like Michael Gallup because he's not consistent, right? He's an inconsistent player. And so when your quarterback is going to you for a big play, but you're dropping the ball or you're that, you know, fumbling the ball, not fumbling, but bobbling the ball, causing interceptions. Like, that's the type of stuff that can kill teams, that can literally break spears. And we've seen that with Michael Gale. Um, Dak needs everybody on the field to be someone that he can count on. And he can't count on Michael Gallup. But a kid that I think he can count on is Jalen Tolbert. Um. Jalen Tolbert has consistently been showing he's catching every freaking ball his way. Um, if we look at his numbers, the last game that he got like really like substantial play, um, and I can pull it up right now, honestly. So... So last time Jalen Tober got substantial play, um, I believe he went three for three, 18 yards, six yards average. Um, there was another game where he really had like real substantial numbers. Maybe that was the Patriots, if I'm not mistaken. Hold on, y'all get me into it. There was a game that he really... He really put up his. He got like substantial. Um, yeah. Yep, it was the Patriots game. Four for four, 53 yards, average of 13.2 yards. 
Um, this is a guy that needs the ball. And I wanted to show y'all just so y'all can see the type of stuff that he's doing on the field. Because I think it's hard to remember, obviously, because he's he's not a substantial piece of our, unfortunately, he has not been a substantial piece of our offense. You know, we, we he plays. He plays every game. He gets a few snaps here and there. But he hasn't really gotten like a substantial He's not locked in position-wise in this offense. Like, I don't think we've really seen too many Jalen Tolbert packages or anything like that. But I think that's something that we really need to see if we want to really see uh, this offense go up. Because one thing that Jalen Tolbert can do, he can do everything that Michael Gallup can do, but he also runs way better routes, right? So I'm going to just go ahead. This is uh, from A to Z Sports. Shout out to Skywalker Steel. I believe that this is his breakdown on Jalen Tobert. And we're just going to take a, a brief look at his highlights uh, from uh, the the preseason. There might be some of the games in season, but he really, like I said, the time that we saw him like really get burned was during the preseason. Um, and so I want to be able to show you guys that. Hopefully I can share my screen so that y'all can see. Okay, here y'all should be able to see it. Okay, let's just watch this and again. This is AZ Sports. I'm probably gonna have to put the link down below after this. Simplify your business accounting with QuickBooks, easily track income and expenses. The Cowboys took Jalen Tolbert with their third round pick in 2022, and his rookie year was definitely a disappointment. He only played 89 snaps, and he had two receptions for 12 yards on three targets. So Dallas clearly didn't trust him enough to put him on the field as a rookie, and heading into his second year, he was always going to make the roster, but he needed to take a major step forward and prove himself to earn playing time. But after these first two preseason games, I feel a lot more comfortable with Tolbert as the fourth wide receiver. He's had six receptions for 95 yards and a touchdown on eight targets and he's shown the complete well-rounded skill set that made me really like him as a prospect. He has the size and ball skills to high point the football and bring in contested yeah. catches, but he's also a really fluid route runner. So I think yeah. he has the skill set to develop into a wide receiver. Very fluid route runner. <laughs> with their third round pick in 2022 and his rookie year was definitely a disappointment. He only played 89 snaps and he had two receptions for 12 yards on three targets. So Dallas clearly didn't trust him enough to put him on the field as a rookie ball and control, heading into his second year he was always going to make the roster but he needed to take a major step forward and prove himself to earn but this is why i said you're watching the highlights i mean just ball awareness tip the ball up to himself still got it wide open middle of the field post route you know this is the type of stuff that we need he not only like i said has that high catch the high the catch point ability is michael gallup but he also can, he can run the route tree. And that's something that Michael Gallup doesn't really, that's not really Michael Gallup's strong suit, right? Michael Gallup is a, is a high point, supposed to be like a physical uh, type of wide receiver. But a lot of the times, unfortunately with Michael Gallup, we see him getting blanket. <laughs> he doesn't really have that much nuance to his route run. And another reason why I think Jalen Tober needs to get the nod over Michael Gallup is because obviously Jalen Tober put in the work with Brandon Cooks and Dak this offseason, right? Um, 
they kept talking about how Jalen Tober had really taken a step up. And the reason why he took a step up was because he had been attached to Brandon Cooks at the hip the entire offseason. So this kid has added more things to his game. And I think we was able to see that not only in the preseason where we were able to see his 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 college attributes, but I think he's added nuanced route running and things like that because of his relationship with Brandon Cooks. And even when his number has been called in the actual season, like I said, he's going three for three, for three, four for four. So he's making the most out of the minimum target that he's getting. Um, so that's why I really want to see him integrating into this offense because I really think Jalen Tolbert has the potential, like no lie, to be a number one. <laughs> um, and I know that may sound crazy, but I really do think the kid has the potential to – be a in a 1A, 1B situation with CD Lane. Um, and what could give him the uptick over CD Lamb is not talent, but his mindset and his mentality. Because Jalen Tolbert loves to do the dirty work, right? And you need that type of mentality out of your number one. I love to do the dirty work. I love to get my guys open, right? I love to draw the attention. But I also like to dominate in triple coverage because I can do that. You know what I'm saying? So I think um, if we actually see him become an intricate part of this offense, we will definitely see, I think, this offense flow a lot better than it is. Because it clearly has a weak link, and I think people know what that weak, that weak link is. And unfortunately, that happens in my <laughs> I don't really know how else to, to put it. Um, but let me see. Can you put my presentation back up? Thank you. Okay. Um, yeah. And so I say Devontae Adams because y'all, I just showed y'all highlights. Did y'all go through and look at Devontae Adams' highlights 2021, you know, since he's been drafted all the way up until his last time with Green Bay? I mean, and Devontae Adams was looked very Jalen Topers. He also looked CD Lamish. That's why I say, like, imagine. Jalen Tolbert and CeeDee Lamb, 1A, 1B, and then Brandon Cooks, like our speedy, like, slot guy. That's what I would want. In a perfect world, like, we have the wide receivers that can cook. We have wide receivers that can have the potential to be top five wide receiving core in the league. We just have to utilize these players to their full potential, which brings me to my next slide. I said, so what are the stars showing us, right? What are the stars? What are the Dallas Cowboys showing us, right? When we look at the full picture, right, I said constellations, because y'all know constellations are the combination of stars, right, and they make the picture. So what is the Dallas Cowboys picture showing us, okay? So I said, the stars that we have, right, I don't think we have the stars that we have the stars, right? That we need. That's why I said I don't think we need anything. I think we made all the moves that we needed to make in the offseason. Firing Kellen Moore, put in Mike in full charge, put in Mike ahead of play call, right? Put in a Hall of Fame, uh, a, a, a coach as coach Hall of Famers in Daxon. We've done that. We've seen the, the the change and the ease more in Dak's decision-making because of the ways how the plays are set up, right? We see 
Dak hasn't been able to, especially in this Chargers game, it seemed like Dak's hands was tied a little bit, but it looks like in the Chargers game they decided to attack, and we've seen Dak making those big boy, big time throws. Unfortunately, his wide receivers did not come down with them. <clears throat> Michael Gallup, I believe Jalen Tober would have come down with at least one of those, at least one of those touchdowns that Dak threw to Gallup. But anyway, I think we have the personnel, right? Um, but because, like I said, we've made the moves. We've made the moves in the offseason to be Super Bowl contenders right now. I strongly believe it is about the coaches putting the players in the best position and making the tough decision on who should be on and off the field. That's what it's really coming down to, guys. On the on the offensive side of the ball as well as the defensive side. It's coming down to can these can these coaches figure out, have the hard decisions on who should be on and off the field. And then can they also then put these players in the best position for them to succeed? Right? We have the talent, but do you know how to use the talent that you have? We have wide receiver galore, to be quite honest. <laughs> we got Jalen Tober. We got Kevontae Turpin that we saw was dangerous week one and two. But some, we haven't really been integrating him too much into packages, although this kid comes up with a touchdown for us against our division rivals. And for y'all, well, not division, but against our arch nemesis. And for some of y'all who are saying, why don't we use uh, Cooks like we use Turpin? We did in that Chargers game. We use Cooks on the, on the end of the round, and we use Cooks on that same type of motion play that got Cavante uh, uh, Turpin over. Sorry, Cavante Turpin over versus. So, Mike, if you look at the film closely, Mike was really in his bag, right? It's just unfortunately some things were not. It's 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 all about hitting hitting these plays, right? But the the plays were there, but it's about hitting. Them. You gotta hit the plays in order to have those plays hit. You gotta have consistent players on the field in order for this West Coast offense to work. Everybody has to be able to do their job and be consistent in catching the football. <laughs> Number one, because if you don't have that, if you don't have the consistency of the players, you can't have this weld oil machine that you want, right? Um, and so it really is. Same thing on like I, I'm thinking about the offense, the same thing on the defensive side of the ball. You have players that are doing a decent job, but you have a player on the bench that can do more than a decent job. That can make all world big time plays for you that can change the trajectory of the game. We saw that Wanye Thomas do that week one and week two. So it's really about the coaches, Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn making the hard decisions. That's what it's about. They've got to make the hard decisions. We know that they can make the adjustment as far as gameplay and game planning. They did that from the 49ers to the Chargers. But what about the personnel? <laughs> what about the personnel, right? I think Izzy McQuamu needs to be on the field and be playing weekly over Noah Iganophany. And for I know there's going to be people that says, uh, yeah, James Cooper was putting in work in that backyard. Cooper has put in a lot of freaking work. 
He showed it in the preseason. He's showing it in season. We've got to give this kid a real chance. A real, real, real chance. Just like we need to give Wanye a real, real, real chance. Give him a chance. I guarantee you it will change the trajectory of the offense and the defense if we let those, both of those players I just named, Jalen Tober and Wanye, get more ticks. I also think if McConnell needs, needs more ticks, sprinkle him in there. Give him some slot work. You don't have to just have Jordan Lewis in there every play. Give Izzy give McConnell some slot work. These are young players, Jalen Tober, Wanye Thomas, Izzy McQuamu, these are young players that are hungry, guys. They're hungry and they want to be on the field. They want to have that star on the side of their helmet. They want to be able to make big-time plays for us. And that's what you need, really, guys, to win a Super Bowl. You need players that have that mentality. You need that. You need the players that when the lights are the brightest, they shine. That's the type of players that you need. We have those type of players, but we're not putting them in the right positions. Some of them we're not even using, like I said. They're getting a couple of snaps here and there. And when we need to be making them an intricate part of our, our offense and defense, um, even if that means sidelining side some of our, of our favorites, um, that's what being a good coach is. Putting your players in the best position to win. And sometimes the best position for a player is on the bench. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, I know that sounds mean, but sometimes the best position for a player is on the bench. Okay. Now, the player that I want, you can see him in the background, is King Henry. That is who I want. And you might say, well, why do I want him? I said, because I think he has a physicality and fear that we don't have on offense. Derrick Henry is that force that linebackers and defensive tackles don't want to have to keep tackling over and over and over. Just like Zeke was. We could bring back Zeke too. I wouldn't have a problem with that. But I think I prefer Derrick Henry over Zeke, to be honest. Um, Just for the simple fact of... Obviously, Derrick Henry's stature, his tenure, right... It outshines Zeke recently, right? We know Zeke was all world like the first four years. Um, and he still has, I mean, he's he's doing well over there in the Patriots land. I don't think Zeke wants to leave the Patriots land, to be honest. Um, but I know the Titans are shipping Derrick Henry. I really do think Derrick having this kid, and I know he's going to first role. I mean, this is the guy broke so many records, leading Russian leaders, all this stuff. Like, he's got all the accolades, but he just doesn't have a Super Bowl. So I know that if he came, he always trains in Dallas as well. I know that if he came to Dallas, he would turn all the way up. Those issues, it's just like, look at look at uh, DeAndre Swift. And, and when he's playing the Lions, always hurt. Playing with the Eagles, haven't been hurt yet. <laughs> like, look at Christian McCaffrey. Playing with the Panthers, always hurt. Always hurt with the Panthers. With the 49ers, he missed like one one or two games. Like, I'm trying to tell you, we bring King Henry to Dallas, which I think he loves Dallas. I mean, I think he likes Dallas. Like I said, he trains here. Uh, I think, uh, like I said, he's hungry. He wants a Super Bowl, just like a Stephon Gilmore and a Brandon Cook. Um, I think that's a bit that we, it, it, would, it would do wonders for Tony as well, because then we can use Tony back to who, 
he originally who he's supposed to be and not forcing him to be a bell cow. And then you can also still sprinkle in Hunter Lipke and in, in, in the in the Rico Dowdle. I still think we should create packages for Deuce. It's just unfortunate that we can't have so many wide uh, running backs on the game day roster. So somebody's going to have to take a back seat. It's most likely going to be Deuce. Unfortunately, that's my guy. Number one, I'm sticking by my number one running back in the draft, but he can't get the block to fix himself. But it's not because of his skill set. It's really the blocking section in the body frame. So maybe he can grow into that. I don't know. But I really think a big-time move for us would be getting a, a running back. to really set the tone because we want to be a running, physical, dominant team. You know, and that's what that's what has always gotten us to those two goals. I know some people say, well, why can't we be like Miami and use motion, this misdirection motion backflip plays? And it's like, because we're not Miami, guys. I'm sorry. We're not Miami. We're not the 49ers. We are the Dallas Cowboys. And we can win our way. We can win our way by dominating the line of scrimmage, by having a running back that is like steer into the We can win our way um, by having a, a, a extremely accurate quarterback that doesn't really care about stats, that just wants to win and can make the big can make the big throws and the big plays when we need it. And that's that Prescott. So um, that's who I want. Will we get him? I don't know. If we don't get him, should we be fine? Yeah, because I think Rico and Hunter can fill the role of the the dominant power back. But I think, you know, Derrick Henry is going to instill more fear in defenses than them. Like him coming to Dallas, Derrick, that's what I'm telling you. Christian McCaffrey in, in San Fran is scarier than Christian McCaffrey in Carolina. DeAndre Swift with the Eagles is scarier than DeAndre Swift with the Lions. Derrick Henry in Dallas is scarier than him with the So that's just how I feel about the situation. Uh, I know I do know front office uh, uh, cut two guys from the practice squad. So there's obviously going to be some type of player acquisition and stuff going on. We already got Rashawn Evans, linebacker, who I think is going to really to a role and being and bring a, a different physicality to the defense. I want a player like that to do that for the offense. And I think that's gonna be a running back. I don't think we need another wide receiver. That's just my opinion. I don't think we need another wide receiver. I don't think we need or O line. I think we have good O line depth. I think who what we need if we really want to take this offense to another level would be King Henry. All right. And so Last one. This is our upcoming schedule. And so I said, we have what we need, but will the coach, that's what the last thought I want to leave y'all with. We have what we need, but will the coaches maximize the talent? Mike, you've been given the keys. Dan Quinn, you've been able to do whatever the hell you want since you came in the <laughs> Derek keeps just paying you millions and more millions so that you stay. Right? So there's honestly no excuses. Even if there is a, oh, we want this guy to play. We want this guy to start. Let him start. Let him play. No one is telling y'all to completely X the guys out of game plans, right? But you've got to, I think Steven and Jerry still want all of the personnel that they use. There's a reason why they put value in draft picks. 
Jalen Tober is a third round draft pick. That's a high value draft pick. They want him on the field. They want they may want Michael Gallup on the field as well. But Mike Schottenheimer, figure it out. <laughs> figure it out. That's your job as a coach. Figure it out. Same thing with Dan Quinn. They may want now I can't see front office wanting J-Ron on the field over Wanye because they didn't give J-Ron, he's the odd man out. He didn't get the second. Right? Or I guess it would be his third, right? He didn't get the third contract. So in your case, Dan Quinn, it's looking like more of a favorites issue than Jerry and Steven are telling me I need to play this guy over this guy. You can give, uh, take a few snaps away from Dono, take a few snaps away from Curse and give it to Wanya Thomas and let him do his thing. Just like you rotate the D-line and you rotate the linebackers, you can rotate the safeties. So it's all about, like I said, the coaches maximizing the talent. And so I really hope that after that on this bye week, that's what Mike, because last week before last, I talked about looking in that mirror. I talked about San Fran being the mirror we can't dodge. We know we want to go all the way. We likely got to go through San Fran. Right? We got the personnel. I think we have the personnel. Now, can we bolster the personnel? Yes, of course we can. Right? I know we look at the Eagles. Oh, they got Kevin Byers. Kevin Byers is a damn good player, right? They got Julio Jones. Now, we know Julio was pretty washed, but, I mean, Julio Jones is going to be better than some undrafted free agent rookie, right? You know, the Eagles are getting players that they need. They needed to upgrade that safety. They needed to upgrade the wide receiver. Is there anything that we need necessarily? No, I don't think so. I think it's all about how you use the talent in place. So, but I do want King Hamlet. I am praying to the football guys for that. But we got the Rams next, then Philly, then the Giants, then Carolina, then Washington, then Seattle, then Philly. I mean, I really do think with this schedule, we can go on a real run. I really think our next test really coming up is going to be versus Buffalo and Miami. And I'm sorry, guys, but the Miami that the Eagles got, where they were down six starters, that's not going to be the Miami that we <laughs> We're going to get Miami fully charged and guarantee you Miami is going to try to blow the doors off of us, just like every other team does. Um, and so that'll be the, a big test. Buffalo will be a big test because um, we know when Josh Allen, yeah, he has games where he looks very mid-tierish, but we also know that he has games where he looks like a god. That's why Josh Allen continues to say in that I know that elite conversation because pretty much ever since 2020, you know they're going to be in the playoffs. You know they're going to dominate a lot of teams. Um, so that's why he's continued to be up there, right? You know, he's not like a Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, even though Deshaun is, 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 Josh Allen is super inconsistent, super. But he wins more than he loses. Um, and I think he has more like God-like games than mid. Although last year was pretty. But I think those will be our next biggest test. Detroit will be a test, but I still, like Detroit and Seattle, 
those are my tier teams that I think are good teams, but I don't think that they're contenders yet, right? Uh, Buffalo, Miami, full strength, I think are contenders for the AFC. Detroit and Seattle, I, I think both of them are going to make the playoffs, but I don't think that they have enough to compete with us, the Eagles, or uh, San Fran. Now, Seattle probably will have better luck with San Fran because obviously that's in their position, right? Um, and they did almost get them last year. They almost got them. There'll be no fumble. Anything went <laughs> Anyways, guys, um, that, that concludes my night, but that, that's the last thought I want to leave with y'all. You know, we have what we need, but we're the coaches maximize talent, and I'm hoping that that is what um, the coaches do. I hope that's what they were doing over the bye week, really figuring out what can we do to make this this the personnel, the scheme work? We've seen it. It can work, but it needs to be consistent. And they need to figure out what's making it inconsistent. What's making it inconsistent. Anyway, thank you so much, guys, for tonight. Um, love and appreciate everybody in the chat. James, the lunatic. Uh... Chris, Brian, I was missing my girl Nisi tonight and my girl Quitta, but I'm sure they'll rewatch. I love them. Um, but thank you guys so much for being in the chat with me tonight. Please be sure to like and like the video, subscribe as well. Please follow me on social media, which you can see to my right. And uh, also please donate to my cash app. You can see that on the banner below, which is dollar sign Stargazer Sports. And uh, with, with that, I am done, guys. Love y'all, and y'all have a good night. Peace.